0: Hello gorgeous people and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 30 2023 and the 16th of the Australian Survivor elimination episodes, although this is the 19th elimination overall. With Simon gone, Nina was the only one left on the outer. It seemed a foregone conclusion that she would be gone. But it was a split 2-2 vote with herself and Matt. It was up to George to cast the deciding vote and it was either heart or head. Ultimately, George went with his heart and Nina went home. Probably no surprise from the Australian public. Nina Twine is the 19th person eliminated from Australian Survivor. Nina, thank you for joining me at TV Central.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: First of all, you were one tough girl, certainly not a follower. You spoke your mind. You said your truth. You fought hard in challenges and you made some big moves. Would you say you were a tough player?
1: I would say so. Um, I wasn't scared to go out there. Just like you said, I didn't want to hold back because If I ever went home, when I went home, I didn't want to regret anything. And I thought to myself, all these conversations that I'm scared to have, I'm just going to have them. All these things that I'm scared to do, I'm just going to do them. Yeah, I got injured last time, but screw it. I could get injured again. I'm here. I'm going to seize this opportunity, and I'm going to make the most of it and do what I can to the best of my capabilities.
0: The biggest question for me, and it's something I just don't understand, so help me out. An alliance is great because it protects you moving forward. But when everyone outside the alliance is voted out, then what? I mean, George had an alliance with Jerry, Matt, Liz, Shani, Haley, yourself. How does an alliance work then? It could only work to a certain point, right? Correct. And that's
1: what I was trying to tell Jet, uh, Matt and Jerry. I made a new name, Jet, <laughs> Matt and Jerry. I'm like, look, I get it. You're in this alliance. You've been in it from the beginning. I've been at the bottom since the beginning of merge. Like, please, when are you going to detach? And unfortunately, they didn't, but they thought it was best for their game. I did what I thought was best for their game. So at the end of the day, I tried my best not to judge because they're still there. I'm not. They did something right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Even if someone rides on the coattails of George and gets to the final tribal council, I imagine their chances would be reduced. If George is there, if it was say yourself, Jerry, Matt, you know, in in the final tribal council, it evens things out, right. How do people not try and vote out George say halfway or at the three quarter mark of of the game?
1: I don't know. We, (laughs) almost everybody's had a crack at some point we've all tried and one thing has led to another where that's an idol saving him somebody else becoming a bigger threat somebody's agenda changing but that's the game of survivor everything always changes and so you have to adapt and sometimes adapting means keeping him sometimes it means coming for him and hoping it works but unfortunately it didn't
0: You know, the vote uh, was split um, and it was up to George uh, last Mm -hmm. night. Did you think you had any chance at all that George would uh, vote to keep you? No, not at all.
1: Genuine, I mean, 48 hours that I had to assess what I could do, what was happening. There was no way he was keeping me. When George is for sure about something, he makes it known. He didn't make it known at the well. He was like, no, it's genuinely a toss up. And I'm like, well, that's not good. He likes to make his choices and he does, you know, what he feels is right. And to me, that was him saying, I think I'm going to keep Matt. Um, And then at Tribal council, he made a few comments about like a very smooth road ahead, a very easy road ahead. Um, And in my head, if I'm George and everybody's perception is that they're riding my coattails, I'm owning everything. Nina's the only one who has had a completely separate game other than working together one or two times. So that was my perception of it we all made a choice at that travel council that was best for our game. What we thought in that moment was best. And what I thought was these last 48 hours, Jerry and Matt have actually been entertaining me. They have actually been thinking about a few things. And Liz also, while she wants to get rid of Matt, is open kind of to uh, George as well. So I'm thinking I'm going home. I'm completely done. What's the last thing I can do? I've been nice for this long. I'm going to be a little bit mean. And either it works or it doesn't. And I get to have a shower. And unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> Hindsight is always 2020. Everyone sees, no. And they're saying, Nina, don't do it. No. But I didn't know that. What I had seen was telling me the complete opposite. So I said, I'm going to go down fighting and unfortunately took myself out. But I thought it was the right thing at the moment. And one thing my mom has always taught me, you do something, you stand by it. Don't forget what you thought in that moment and what you felt, because that was the feeling that, um, you know, at the end of the day, got me that far up until that point.
0: Well, let me tell you, it is easier when you're sitting at home on the couch with a bag of Maltesers yelling yelling at you, Nina. <laughs> yeah, on the couch is it's completely different to being on the island. Look, it's been described um, as, as heart versus head. But if I'm being honest, surely it's heart and strategy to take Matt. Um, I would not like to be against you in the finale if I was George. There are a lot of pawns in this game. But you have your own story, your own strategy, um, and you would be a super threat to George. How would it be strategic to keep you um, and eliminate Matt from George's perspective? Because I didn't quite quite understand that point.
1: That's what I could not put together. Liz is telling me, Nina, he's keeping you. He's keeping you. And I'm like, Liz, tell me one reason why. And she couldn't give me one. And I'm mm. like, that's what... what People don't understand is I'm sitting there trying to put myself in George's shoes, trying to think about what everyone's saying and why they're saying it. And I'm like, he has said multiple times Nina has friends on the jury. Nina has no bad blood. Even if I voted for somebody, I had no bad blood. I had really good conversations, open conversations as to why Haley's name came up, as to why, you know, I may have said something to her about Sean or even Sam. I told all of them in person why I did what I did so they could respect my game. And they did. Um, And that's why if you ever see my jury entrance, they're like, we, you are our last hope. We love you all this and that. So to me, logically, it did not make sense for George to keep me around and I could not see a reason why. And even watching the episode, what's the reason that he would keep me? He doesn't really say it other than possibly Matt winning um, the uh, very last challenge, Mm -hmm. but other than that, he can out-argue him. So it's kind of like it was really hard for me to wrap my head around, and I couldn't, which is why I did what I did.
0: Just a very quick one. I'm just curious your thoughts. If you had have won the challenge instead of Liz, who do you think would have actually gone home? Is it just simple as being Matt, or, or could have Liz have gone home?
1: <sighs> Trying to think of how things went, I think it may have been Matt. Only because if I had the necklace and I didn't have to worry about myself, I'd be more receptive to what other people are saying. And I'm not going to lie. I was also quite frustrated with Matt for not ever throwing me a bone in the sense of not even entertaining me. Like I would have chats with him. And at the end of the chat, I'd be talking. He'd be like, "Okay," and then walk away. And I'm like, like, what are you, you know, like you don't even try. George entertains me. He at least listens to what I have to say. So I kind of think it would have been Matt. However, I think Matt and Jerry at that point would be scared because now they're one of four that can go home Mm -hmm. and their name has come up previously. So I think if I really, really stuck by Liz, it would have been Matt. But I think Matt and Jerry would be so scared at that point. They might say, no, let's finally take George out.
0: Wow. Um, different direction now. My last podcast was with Simon, obviously. Um, and just from a viewer perspective, I think he was misunderstood. He got stabbed in the back from from Geordie, um his best mate. Um, he had the fake idol, but he genuinely thought it was real, gave it up to help others. He's super kind. Aside from a bit of an ego thing, he he was a great player in my view, but he Mm -hmm. really rubbed people the wrong way and he was Mm -hmm. always sitting alone. What did Mm -hmm. I miss that you guys saw or didn't didn't see with him? So
1: two things. First one, very quickly, when somebody's saying something, of course, I'm going to amp it up because the attention is not on me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I even had a chat with Simon myself. The ego thing. I actually don't see it. I'm a little bit confused only because if you give me props and I accept it, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you guys so much. You give Simon props because he's a little bit more of like an emotional person and he's also a man who was a bodybuilder he has this visual um that takes you know is a very strong representation um when you amp him up he's more like yeah 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 right but i actually never felt like simon had an ego and that's a personal perception of mine Mm. i think he just takes positivity more than the rest of us where i say thank you great he's like yes no yeah let's celebrate second um when you said him being on the outer, my, the reason that I sometimes would be frustrated or leave him out is because he was trying really, really hard and you could see that, which is why I always end up coming back and saying, Simon, yeah, come on, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Cause at least he's trying. But when his decision making would add up and it always was on the flip, always the wrong one, you get Hmm. very frustrated. So a lot of people, it was more frustration of like, oh, my God, I tried and he blew it up in my face. He chose to do this because he thought it was best for his game, but it blew my game up. So it was more of just the frustration because he was actually to me, especially at supervillains, a lot of us really enjoyed him. I don't know what happened, you know, fully previous to that with the og villains but we enjoyed him he was very helpful very strong in challenges open to have chats really funny guy um yeah so unfortunately maybe some people just didn't blend with that at og
0: villains Mm. all right so now you're going to be on the jury um what are you what are you looking for a confident very straightforward
1: pitch as to why you did what you did in your thought process, right? We have George who's super strategic. He really doesn't have to explain a whole lot, but I'd like to know some of the reasoning behind what he did and how he was able to mend these bonds and keep these people so close to him. <laughs> so does we everyone. Have, yeah, literally. We have Liz. She has been out by herself before. She has stepped away from George. She has done all these things. So I want to know a little bit more about her story, the things that I didn't get to see previous and how she was her own person. And again, as always, why she did what she did. Then we have Matt and Jerry who are a little bit similar in the sense of, I don't know about your individual gameplay. Can you please elaborate? And as long as they can pitch appropriately and really give me the perspective that I need, you know, they have a good chance because at this point in time, they're the final four. We have all returnees on the bench. So they're going to have to come at us a different way than when Mm -hmm. you have newbies. Newbies, their first time around, they're voted out. They're very, very upset, salty, whatever it could be. You have returnees. We're not super happy that we're here, but we also respect the game and have a different standpoint. So you need to really come with that strategic mindset. And I hope each and every one of them can pitch in a way that they can sway us Um, you know, to vote for them or to not vote for somebody else.
0: Yeah. Look, obviously, George dominated this game. Um, He had plans. He had backup plans. He had alliances. He had second side alliances. Um, He hardly won any challenges, but he had his luck um, with the set for life and et cetera. His strategy has worked. Do you think he is one of the best players in Survivor or is he just one of the most dominant?
1: I would say one of the best because I saw it firsthand. I would see what he would do. He never rested. He was always going dominant personalities can only get you. But so far a strategic mind like that gets you to the final four. You know what I'm saying? Um, So personally, because I respect the game so much and I genuinely enjoy it, watching him is really, really fun and very interesting because we have level one, two, three, four players. He to me, kind of seems like a level 10. That's very unique and very rare. Mm. And I'm honored not to really be on the you know opposing side of that, but honored to have been able to watch that and see how his mind works and attempt to understand it.
0: Yeah. Um, just finally, um, everyone yeah. seems to have a sliding doors moment. Yours seems to be the one that, you know, with the whole Sean uh, and Sam moment with the wrong decision made about the Immunity Idol. Walk me through that. I did chat to Sean. To me, it seemed, you know, this is a viewer at home, of course. It seemed obvious. Either Haley was telling the truth or she wasn't. But you had two idols. So obviously go one with Sam if she's if she's telling the truth, and go with one for either yourself or Sean if she was she was lying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What what happened?
1: Um, so what you don't get to see is After merge, she made her choice to jump ship, which is appropriate. She felt at the bottom. Um, But she genuinely did not talk to us. And I actually had a really good relationship with her previous. So my standpoint is I kind of know how Haley talks. I kind of know how she thinks about things and how she reacts. She pulls me to the hammock and is like, yeah, I think you should do this. And I'm like, oh, like that's not normally how she would approach certain situations. And then I'm also thinking to myself, the paranoia sets in. I previously was attempting to write her name down and it probably would have been successful and she knows that. So why not try and trick me? Why not try and convince me to do something otherwise? Um, I was hoping she was telling the truth, came to the boys and said, guys, I think she might be telling the truth and I think we can do something. And they're like, well, Nina, don't forget This, this, that which was already in my head. So Mm. while my heart is here, my head is here. I started kind of going like that with what they were saying as well because out there perception is reality and we try and mold our perception based on facts, what we see what we and it was just that one chat that was it. Like there was nothing else. And of course that one chat was instrumental and monumental. But when I have a full day to think about something and I had this one little two second chat, it's really, really hard for that to carry more weight than all of the other evidence and facts that I had at that time. Now, of course, like you said, I'm watching and I'm like on the plane to Australia and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't even want to watch this episode, but I know I have to. (laughs) Oh my God. But even Me and her had a really in-depth chat after that, like a really, really in-depth chat. And she may have said to you, whether you've talked to her or not, she said to other people that she wished she had came and said something in a different way. She was too calm and collected, too in and out really quickly. She knows how I work. I know how she works and that just wasn't normal. Um, and she knows that I need a little bit more. Like you don't sit down, tell me something and walk away and I'm just like, okay. And then never checking again, like ever. Normally people come and double check. Like I saw Nina by the well, let me catch her while he, she's by herself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was instru- um, a sliding door moment, right? But I always remind myself, I made it to final five. I could have only been at seven. I could have been at eight. That could have been me that night. I I didn't know until Jonathan read the votes.
0: Yeah. Well, you were definitely one tough cookie. What a player. Um, just really proud of your game because it's it was you're really the last player left that's not sort of riding the coattails. Um, so you played your own game um and you made it on your own completely. So well done. We'll see you uh on the jury and thank you for joining me at TP Central.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Nina Twine, 19th eliminated from Australian Survivor. Australian Survivor, 7.30 Sunday and Monday on 10 and 10 play, down to two hours a week now, uh, with just two episodes remaining until we find out if George will be the sole survivor. That's all everyone's asking. TV Central will be talking to almost every eliminated contestant. There'll be a podcast available around lunchtime, the day after an elimination. That's it for this episode. For all the latest news, podcast, streaming info, guides, and ratings, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Nina Twine. Bye for now.